entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 383. And it's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Wow, that rings back to years ago. It does. <laughs> that was a, a guttural call from years gone past. Yep. What's different? Um, I had some coffee before I came. Oh, um, well, that that, that that helps. Definitely. I also have some pretty epic feedback. Ooh. All right, epic feedback. So last week we had uh, we were joined by Peyton and Amanda. Uh, I think Bond Trigger. Yes, they yes. shared their story about how they were accused threw, threw a baby off of the accused bridge. Accused of throwing a baby off a bridge. Um, yeah, pretty terrible. I heard some great feedback as well. So, but go go for it. Um, but and t- today we've got not quite as epic stories, but Jeff's got a story. I've got a story that invi- involves a home invader. Let, let's just let's just address the elephant in the room <laughs> and, uh, a, and a garage invader. Oh and no! I'm not talking about the person that's in Ruben's house. The elephant in the room is <laughs> we will never be able to top that story. Deal with it. If, if you, you if want, you don't if you don't if you want us to top that story as a listener. Just stop listening because it won't ever happen, <laughs> Jeff. <clears throat> way to be a downer, Jeff. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it was that good. Yeah, it it was, it was an epic story. Um, I have to address another elephant in the room. Or How many el- elephants we got in this? An room? elephant not in the room. Uh, oh. Theodore, he's not here today, and he's not going to be with us in studio in the body for a few months. Wow! But he will be with us in audio form. He'll be calling in. Uh, and he'll actually call in a little bit later today on today's episode, but he wasn't uh, ready at the start of our recording. Yeah, thanks to our our uh, lovely patronage from our patrons on Patreon to be able to have a that have a been mixer that would make us. this that make this possible. <laughs> oh, yes. Ruben, careful! We have a mixer don't, that we can do that. Make sure you don't turn your phone on and off. I, we can hear the click yeah, don't, of don't your you, screen. Don't you like that click? Oh. Just uh, I'll right. just mute it for now. No, I'll just there we on, go. I'll just put it on silent. Oh, there you go. That's even better. And my, uh, you know, that's actually interesting. I was wondering today uh, when I in my vehicle, the phone connects to mm-hmm. the audio connects automatically, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, do the the uh, the the, <clears throat> the feedback sounds like when you're typing on your keyboard? I was trying to figure out and one or, I was wondering, I wonder if it comes through my truck speakers speakers or if it's just from my phone speakers. Mm. And I didn't. I wasn't typing while I was driving, so and I didn't try it after I stopped. So I, I'm not sure. But now that I just heard this click go through the mixer, I'm thinking that every sound goes through. Yeah, yeah. It, it usually does. One thing I can't stand about Bluetooth: when, when your phone is paired via Bluetooth to your vehicle, is when I want to use Siri. It takes longer. Really? Yeah. It's like when I say. Hey Siri, or I like try to activate Siri yeah. with my button on my phone. It like it's like Siri wakes up, and then once Siri wakes up, it then prompts the vehicle to say, "Hey, turn on your microphone so you can hear what uh, the person needs to say." So there's like an extra delay. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ruben? That's weird. <clears throat> that's a thing, isn't it? 
I'm guessing it's a Ford Sync thing. Do you have CarPlay? No, I wish I had CarPlay. I think you have CarPlay, but it might just be CarPlay. It's point, it's point two. Point, it's for it's negative one. one. It's zero, awful. Zero, is what it is. Zero point one. Yes. Uh, no, I think it is a a vehicle thing. It's like it has to. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but it just I, takes I forever for the microphone to turn on before I can like t- t- command Siri to do anything. How long does it take? Uh, probably three seconds. Layton, you may, mm. be which able is to... like an eternity. <laughs> 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 it is. It's such a first world problem. Un- unless unless it's actually CarPlay, you may be able to tell your phone that when you activate Siri to only use the. The built-in microphone. Well, because that is a setting you can change on Android. Okay. I'm sure that's that's all, that's exclusively to Android. Apple would never give you that much control, <laughs> ever. Uh, Layton, one thing, and we were talking about activating it by pressing the home button, the button, or like the oh on your on, on your phone. Yeah, it oh, just, I, I thought you meant the button on, on your steering wheel. No, because on the steering wheel, yes, it does take a little bit longer. Like I click it, and then like something pops up on the screen. And then I can talk. But if I hold it in on my phone, I can pretty much start talking right away. Not and your your vehicle is like a couple years newer than mine, but it it's just not the same. Anyways, we need to get the feedback. <sighs> yeah, right, we go have got get to, to get the feedback. feedback. All right, so we got I got some feedback just today from militant Mitch. Mm. Uh, he said. This is in res- this is feedback from our episode last week with Peyton and Amanda. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of which one. I think his first feedback he's got he's got a couple points. Number one, Theodore's suspicion. Or his theory on the awfulness of the citizens of Goshen was confirmed <laughs> in that story. It was an example of why Goshen is just an awful town. Goshen, uh, Goshen. Yeah, that's number one. Number Somebody two. Somebody should write a poem about Goshen and like uh, uh, bemoaning how bad it is. Compared to what it could be, it does have a Buffalo Wild Wings. I do not like going to that Buffalo Wild Wings. I will go to Wings Etc. over that Buffalo. You Wild mean Wings. that specific one? Yes. <laughs> really? What bad? Exp- was it a bad experience? A bad memory? You know, it's just always full of uh, ex Amish. Yeah, and, and and because it's, it's the ex Amish hangout. So really, I'm, I'm not- it's not that you have an issue with like the service there or the food quality. You have an issue with. The constituency. Actually not, but I have an issue with the quantity of the constituency. Because it is the ex-Amish hangout, the, the wild Amish hangout, uh, it, it's just always full. Yeah. And, and it, t- it t- like you go there and it's like an hour wait to get in for two people. Is this? And it's just like I could go down to Wings, etc. and get just as good food um, Jeff, for a 20-minute wait. Is this also why you don't want to work at a trailer factory? Yeah. Because of all the ex Amish that work there, no, I I don't want to work at a trailer factory. And the and wanna, the current Amish, what? I don't want to just where do you my have, body. Where do you have your? You want you wait wait wait. You want to live? I don't want to place my work above my like 
Livelier. Above my life in importance. Your, your, your life quality. Yeah. The quality of life. There are people there at trailer factories. Now, this is not go across the board, but there are a lot of people at trailer factories that value their work above their own life and usefulness of their limbs and such things. Uh, I, I've seen people doing lifting things they shouldn't lift and out of out of a uh, a need for speed hmm. and it works fine uh, for about a year and a half and then your back is ruined for the rest of your life hmm. well jeff i anyway. was going to ask a question anyway i'm back. still not Sorry. done with mitch's feedback but <sighs> go well, ahead this is related i mean oh it's fine it, i'm good with it it came I'm up good. it came came up go uh, ahead Ruben. In, go in, ahead. in lieu of mitch's feedback go on Jeff, do you have more of a problem with the ex-Amish or the current Amish as far as patroning a restaurant? Um, I think the current Amish, I respect their dedication to hire a driver to take them to a restaurant. And so for that reason, I am okay with them being there. <laughs> they paid their dues. If you want to go to a restaurant to get that there. bad, I, I will let you be there. I'll be fine with you. I will let you. Your I, sacrifice I, is I, accepted. <laughs> All right, go, sufficient. go ahead, Layton. All right, another piece of feedback that he had is don't ever stop on a bridge in the middle of the night. Only bad things happen. Only bad things come from that. Uh, and then the last piece of feedback that he gave which is really weird and creepy, is he said as he was listening to last week's episode, he was crossing that bridge. And he saw the turtle. Yes. I'm guessing he didn't stop. No, no, he didn't see the turtle. <laughs> but it was really amazing. That is, that is weird. crazy. It's a weird. What a coincidence. Mm. Uh, things happen in pairs. All right, well, we've got some other feedback, too. Yeah, we do. Um, M. Miller, 1291, messaged us and said, My wife's cousin works for Goshen Fire Department and said he was wading around in the river that night for a couple hours looking for a baby that was tossed into the river. Yeah. I actually uh, heard the same feedback from, uh, uh, <clears throat> man, I even forget who it was, but basically saying, yeah, somebody I know is was an, uh, an EMT out there looking around for a baby that night. So I, I know there was some kind of speculation going on. Um, maybe Peyton and Amanda said something about maybe there was fire department out there, but we now know that there was. Mm -hmm. Correct. So, man, you can just really cause a lot of havoc with a car seat. That we should just And a outlaw, turtle. We should just outlaw car seats. Outlaw, no more car seats. All right, we have got feedback from... Michael Yoder, Encyclopedia Michael. Oh, oh yeah. Encyclopedia Michael. Remember, we were talking about an episode where Layton impersonated me. Yes. That is episode oh. 380 at the 2 minute and 55 <laughs> second mark. There we go. So there you have it. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Yes. Michael Michael is just I also just I'm a guessing wealth of information about our podcast. That he was also true encyclopedia. That was also the episode I'm guessing where our audio improved immensely. Pretty sure. Uh, that, mm. Not sure. Because the reason that I was doing an impersonation of Ruben was because oh, I was yes. impersonating him 
chiding us, the rest of the podcasters, for not giving any enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. Uh, all right, we did have some other comments on that on last week's episode. More than we've ever had. Wow, we oh. got like ten or eleven. Are you serious, Clark? <laughs> yeah. People, wow. people are going crazy. Uh, it's mostly just... And it's not even in relation to the episode. <laughs> it's just going crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, people, it's basically just people saying they really enjoyed the episode. That's wow. Great. Content is king. Yep. This uh, proves it. This is kind of a, a, a medium rabbit trail. Um, it, Just throwing it out there that we need to consider a French fest again at some point, like in February-ish, when mm. everybody's already down in the dumps. I always like planning French fests for next year. Like, that, that's to me, it's a good well, time. next February, next year. All right, let's ne- do that. February? I mean, let's do it next year. <laughs> um, uh, we, we haven't had a real <laughs> one in a while, and I know we have a lot of fans that actually do enjoy going to them, um, and and I have a great new t-shirt idea that actually will sell (laughs) i think i think our marketing i think we need to improve our marketing to sell the shirts i think we need to unveil them at french fest and take orders and not not, that's a good idea 500 shirts just take orders like have a couple there for sale sign up and then take orders and ship them to because we can with the shipping services as they are the shirt the Custom shirt ordering services, as they are nowadays, it's pretty easy to get small batches. Yeah, and and even in some cases, drop ship straight to your customer door. So. Uh, there was one other piece of feedback we had this last week. Leighton and I were at a King reunion. Mm-hmm. King, that sounds pretty cool, but it's it's actually it's just... it was a reunion of kings. <laughs> That's all that it was. And yes, we were invited. <clears throat> uh. Our our wives, uh, our kings. <laughs> their grandfather is, is a king. Is a king, <laughs> and all his subjects were invited. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, obviously by now I'm sure you get it that their last name is King. Uh, anyway, one of oh, one of Carmen's cousins, uh, Levi from California, he listens to the podcast and he said that. Oh, what's that? Oh, look, <clears throat> it's calling. Theodore. All right, Theodore, can you hear us? Oops, hang on. Oh, we can't hear you. You, that's, that's uh, weird. No, just hit the speaker option. Yeah. All right, Theodore, try it now. All right, can you hear me? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Loud and clear. Uh, okay. You're joining Great. us all the way from, where are you, Theodore? I am in Phoenix, Arizona right now. Oh, man. Beautiful weather. Uh, we were just going through some feedback, so we'll wrap that up, and then we'll move on with the rest of the episode. Um. Anyway, Levi from California, he said that he, he enjoys listening to the podcast. Uh, he works for Choice Books, so he's driving a lot. And really, uh, it was similar to a lot of feedback. People enjoy hearing about Mennonite life. Mm. Mennonite life. Mennonite life. <laughs> so, but he did say one piece of uh, um, criticism or feedback he has is that when we do skip an episode, it would be nice for the listeners to know. <laughs> that way they're not just there sitting, ref- <laughs> ref- excuse me, refreshing their uh, their, their app, feed. <laughs> waiting for the new episode to come rolling in, Well, and it never rolling quite in. Well, how can we play this off? 
Uh, no, I, I committed. When we skip an episode, we don't have enough time to even record the episode, so we don't have enough time to make a Facebook post either. Well, fa- I'm kidding. The truth is, the Facebook posts are really simple. Yeah, they are. Well, it is, but even Facebook posts, I don't think, are enough. The best way to get the word out is to have a pre-recorded audio message that says, "I'm sorry, the number you have dialed, <laughs> the, the, the podcast you have subscribed to, is skipping this week." It's not a thing well, against you. It's just uh, that. Oh man. I think the surest way Schedules. is uh, to send out an email, and that would be pretty simple to do. Yeah. But you obviously need to subscribe, need to in, subscribe order, in, order, to in order to get the notification. Yeah. yeah. So you can do yep. that uh, by going to frenchpresspodcast.com slash subscribe. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you'll be notified if we do skip an episode. If we were, yeah. if we were fancy enough. Um, You're fancy, Jeff. But not this kind. Oh. If we were, if we were actually this kind of fans, dedicated enough to our fans and fancy enough, uh, we would we would uh, have Michael pull an episode from the archives and just repost it uh, as a as a. But we yeah. would have to, we'd have to give him like posting privileges. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if him. I'm ready to do that. I would. Trust I'd be him curious with that. to hear feedback from the <laughs> listeners, but I actually. There's some podcasts I listen to where they do repost old episodes, and I don't know if I've ever listened to them. Ah. Unless, because usually I feel like it's too old that it's not, I'm not interested in mm. news from two years ago. But it would be like a great story. Well, I know I'm, I'm different. I know some people do, do enjoy re-listening and listening to old stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't be, be opposed to reposting the Peyton and Amanda story. You know, you know what we're going to do? Throwing a baby off the bridge. We're going to make a poll. <laughs> We're going to make a poll, and we're going to post it, and your vote counts, but it doesn't matter. All right. Post a poll. Uh, check that'll it out. That'll be on but Facebook, Instagram, and there will be a link on Patreon if I can get one up there. Rumble. And don't uh, – I am serious about joining our email list. That way you will get notified for yeah. sure. No, it's, it's a great way to get notified, yeah. Okay. Uh, Theodore, do you want to give us an update? Did I tell you – I don't remember if I told you guys before the podcast or after why Theodore isn't on the episode. Mm-hmm. Was it on the was it on the podcast or was it before we started? No, you 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 did not record why Theodore is gone. You All just right. recorded that he is gone. So I, I told them that you're gone, Theodore, but I didn't tell them why or for how long. So I am moving out here indefinitely. No, I'm not. Wow. I uh, I'm just taking care of my grandpa out here. He's out here for the winter, and so me and my cousin Jesse for most of the time we're going to be out here for. The winter, we'll be back and forth a little bit, but yeah, most of the time we'll be out here in this harsh climate out here, and yeah, I guess you guys could pray for us that we survive, because it is tough. It's like 81 and sunny right now, and it's just, it's hard to stay in the shade. So, Theodore, <laughs> uh, how, how, how is walkie heavy equipment going to fare without you? Well, um, I think they're still open. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I but. think they might be able to make a little bit of a profit. <laughs> no, I actually get to do some of the stuff I do um, at home from here. I can do some remote working, so that's cool. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, but most of the time is spent, like, drinking coffee and going out to eat, so it's really hard to fit in, like, work in oh, between those times. I, I completely understand. Oh, yeah, man. That is kind of interesting. I, I don't know if I shared on the podcast that I started working remotely as well. Did we talk about it? Yeah, we talked about the awful oh, traffic. That's right, the traffic. Yeah, yeah. we did. We uh, did. The construction. We've, we've crossed construction that bridge. Construction in Napanee. So, 
Um, with no tourists. I don't know if you want to revisit it or not, but yeah, I don't have to drive to work. Well, to, to be frank, uh, we have been recording for 15 minutes and haven't gotten to any real content. Jeff, try is 20. It, no, it's, no, been, it's been 20 oh, minutes. No, Jeff, this is real content. It just, it's you, just... It's like you, like the listener, just didn't realize it. <laughs> uh, well, let me the tell best you guys. kind of storytelling, Jeff, is when you don't even know it's a story. Uh, <laughs> that's actually not true. That's actually not true. <laughs> <laughs> the best, I mean, there's some things that are best when you don't know that they are what they are. You, you know, but not stories. About storytelling, I have, I've learned a few things about storytelling. And do you know what I... Do you want to know where I learned most of my things about storytelling? Yeah, I do. <laughs> because I want to avoid that place. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's ironic that you say that because I actually learned it from you. <laughs> oh, no. Avoid Leighton telling stories. No, no, if you really, like, if you have an aspiration to become a good storyteller, just listen to Leighton telling stories. Oh. Because... Oh, there are just the elements. Flattering. There are things. There are things that Leighton does naturally that some people don't. And yeah, and <laughs> you should see what I do to a toilet naturally. Oh boy, <laughs> it's bad. No, but I, I'm. I I do not. I love my wife very much, and I do not want to diss her at all. Oh but, no! But she is a a relatively poor storyteller. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny to Leighton. <laughs> it's just, he's really going out on a limb here. Can you be more specific? That, the hole just keeps on getting incapable. deeper. She's not incapable of telling a story. And she she could actually do really well. But, but she, what she does, not to. She, she jumps to the punchline before getting, before the journey. She tells you the destination before taking you on the journey. And, and telling a story is about... Taking you on a journey. Oh, for sure. From You're where you started to the end. And you want to keep as many of the end the the end details obfuscated as, as you can while you're telling the story. Not that you want to drag it out, but that you just want to like like make the make the path come alive and, and take your listener to where you were. Um Jeff. While the story is being told. I didn't I appreciate uh, the uh, credit that you're trying to throw my way, but what you just explained, I wouldn't be able to explain. <laughs> well, I'm Which a good explainer. To show that you're a natural. I, I, I guess I'm a I'm a good explainer. I'm not a good storyteller. Yeah, not naturally. Anyways. I like the analogy that a story is about the journey. Layton can take a story about, um accidentally almost falling off a roof to that sounds epic. to one of the most epic stories ever <laughs> <laughs> or or a, a, a very small fire in a paint booth oh for sure oh oh man the fire of 95 <laughs> <laughs> oh jeff what you said is is very true i'd like to add to it a little bit oh boy uh donald miller Obviously, he's a marketing guru, but he also does talk about he, – well, he uses story in his marketing, mm -hmm. and he writes stories as well. And he, he says that a story should be a series of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And I think Leighton does this too, like where it's like, oh, things are getting better, things are getting better. All of a sudden, oh, no, things are getting worse, things are getting worse. It's just kind of this journey of ups and downs of almost making it and then failure. Uh, and then all leading to that climactic scene at the end, which is where – 
the questions, the problems are all resolved. Yes. And it is interesting that you couldn't explain what Jeff told you. Uh-huh. But that you do it naturally. Yeah. And I don't know. It's interesting. <clears throat> How do you tell stories? How does someone tell a story without knowing what they're doing? Well, you, here here's what? how you do it. You Wait. have a you you have a a dad <laughs> <laughs> who, who just is that way. <laughs> some people are natural storytellers and some people are natural rule writers. It's true. Um so now I want to take now what you just said, you just said the rules of a story needs to have ups and downs and it looks like problems are being resolved and then a new problem comes up and it should be a journey. If you look, all those things, all those elements were present in the Peyton Amanda throwing they the were. baby off the bridge they story. Were, yes. yes. And 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 another thing that you want to take into effect is is don't if it's a if it's a real like a serious story, like tell it like it happened. Like Peyton and Amanda were were very truthful about how their story happened. Um freakishly truthful. Yeah. You know, but but there are times when you're trying to make a story out of something that's not really a story, and it's okay to stretch the minor details. Yes, it's okay, and even in a story, and like even Peyton to leave Amanda's, out some of the details, maybe until yeah. the end, it, and and especially if it's a story that's like not like a, oh my word, this is a real life story, and you you have mm-hmm. to believe me that this is all true, like Peyton and Amanda's story that you know, but. Well, they they have documents to prove it. I mean, there's newspaper yeah. articles. There's but firefighters that were waiting they, in the river. If they would have stretched things, is <laughs> verbatim. If they would have stretched things, it would have made the story very unbelievable. Oh, totally. Very quickly. Totally. You're totally right. And this is this is something. So so there's a certain amount of stretching that you can do. It's based on the importance of that story, like the unrealness of. Correct. Like it, it was so unreal. Hmm. Yes. That there was it wasn't necessary to stretch exactly. anything because it was already pretty. Yeah. it was pretty out there. That's right. You know, this is this is something really interesting. I was I was listening. That, that reminds me. I was watching a Tom Scott video. I don't know if you've ever heard of the YouTuber Tom Scott, but he's a British guy that goes around and he's very very interesting. He's a he's a total nerd, total nerd. But anyways, he did a a, 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 a like a four minute video showing. A one of a kind McDonald's. Mm. Okay. And the one of a kindness of it was the fact it's the only McDonald's that has a drive through along a river. And you can place your order not at a speaker, but you can place it online in the McDonald's app mm-hmm. and then schedule a pickup and someone will walk your your order, your food down to a little dock that's along oh, the that's river awesome. and so you can kayak up to this dock and they'll hand you your food that's pretty mm. cool yeah really cool and he said the reason that this video like it's so interesting or like he thought this would be a good video is because it has elements people like things that they are familiar with mm. that is slightly tweaked mm. so everyone's familiar with the McDonald's yep. but they're not they're, they totally know what that is, but a McDonald's that delivers food on the side of a river? Whoa, I want to watch that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. the, th- I think that's the key with stretching your stories. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you don't want to stretch it so much that it's totally unfamiliar and yeah. no one can relate to it. That's a good point. You only want to stretch it enough to tweak it, but not break it. Yeah. And and That's and good point, Layden. To You're the welcome. point of stretching things, like stories are told about extraordinary events and ex- extraordinary people. Mm-hmm. And so in order to tell a story about an ordinary event, you have to find the elements that make it extraordinary and elaborate on those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it needs to be um, <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. Anyways. Wow. All right. Theodore, yeah, do you like... have any, any input? Mm, I'm not a very good storyteller, but I want to become a better one. So this is all good information. For sure. are, you, are you taking notes, Theodore? Mentally, yes. There's a book. There's a book called um, uh, "Save the Cat," and there's by actually, Donald Miller. It's not by Donald Miller, but oh. it is one that he recommends. Blue light oh. cats. <laughs> and, and basically, it, it talks about the different types of stories that are out there and breaks them down. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of good books about. Have you read this? Book? Uh, I listened to it. Okay, and how many different kinds of stories are there? Is it like fifteen? No, I think it was. I think it was eleven. That sounds excessive. <clears throat> and depending depending on who you ask, they'll, they'll give you a different answer based on their criteria of the different kinds of stories. Okay. <clears throat> um, and I read there's a there's different versions of this book. I read the one that was flo- for novels. Save the cat for novels. So it's all similar premise, but the original Save the Cat was about movies stories for movies. Okay. Or uh, yeah, for for screenwriters like play playwrights, yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, I listened to it on our west trip, and it's it's interesting. Stories are interesting. Why why are they? Why are stories so captivating? Why do we listen to them? Why do we tell them? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> Jeff, I think we're ready for your oh, story. We yeah. are <clears throat> your story hour, man. We've got like five minutes yet. Well. I'll make it worth your time. Oh, all right. I didn't say I would make it quick. <laughs> well, it after all time. this discussion of what makes a great story, I'm willing. I'm now, willing to give you a chance. Now Jeff. I have to put these into practice. <clears throat> yeah, Jeff, save if the you cat. Mess up at all? We all know what you're gonna do. Overall. All right. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna dial the time back. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you my story. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, love these sound effects. All right, so um, I don't know how long it was, maybe a month ago, uh, a month and a half ago, um, I ran sound at a wedding for the first time in a while, and it was uh, Ruben and Theodore's cousin Malachi's wedding. Um, this story is epic. <laughs> and it was, it was great. And, and, you know, it's something I, 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 I do relatively well at, it, running sound. Like, I, I, I just have enough experience that I can do it and I've done a number of weddings before, and so it's something that I that I have a skill at. I don't necessarily enjoy it, um, and, and I simply because not because I don't enjoy the actual running the sound, but it's because uh, of the amount of time it takes. Because you usually have to be there for rehearsal, and then you have to be there for the wedding, and all that. Um, but I'm comfortable enough with it now that I'm not like nervous about doing it. So, anyways. so you don't really feel pressure. You don't get stressed out about it. You just don't appreciate the time that it takes. Right. Okay. Right. So, so I don't usually feel pressure about it. Good. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, oh boy. So, 
so I ran sound at Malachi's wedding and, and Catherine Miller is um, the events coordinator that helped to run her or run the wedding. She was the, the coordinator for the wedding. Yeah. She's the events coordinator at Coppice Commons in Napanee. By the way, phenomenal wedding coordinator. She is. Tons of experience, and she's just, like, really good. Ruben, well, I'm just going to say, I thought she did a great job. She coordinated our wedding. Yeah. My wedding. Ruben, she also coordinated your wedding. What did you think? Uh, I, I think she's a, she's a very friendly, wonderful person. Um, well, in, good. In our well, wedding. great. Honest reviews, Ruben. <laughs> uh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. Well, I've I've been to a number of weddings. Uh, Layton's wedding, Spencer's wedding, Ruben's wedding. Wait, she was um, also. She was also coordinator at Spencer's wedding. I'm pretty sure. I did not know that. Okay. I no, you're probably right. 100, but I think she was. Um, uh, Malachi's wedding, um, Nicholas's wedding, maybe. Yes, she was. Yeah, and so, and and so. Like, she does well. She's done it enough that she just, it's like the back of her hand. She just does well. Anyways, and so uh, after the wedding, a few weeks after uh, Malachi's wedding, I get a phone call from Justin, who is the manager at Coppice Commons, and, and she she works for Justin. And he's like, hey, uh, there's this guy getting married, um, and they need a sound person. They don't have a sound person. And I was just like, oh, I just... I just really don't want to do this because I don't want to make this a thing that I do. It's just another thing, another commitment, uh, time taken out, like it's a weekend gone, basically. It's not a thing I want to start. Yeah. Well, finally, they Justin told me to think about it. I said, man, I, I just really don't know. I don't really want to. Did they tell you how much they would pay? Well, and then, and then well. a couple weeks later, <laughs> Justin called me back. He's like, hey, you haven't gotten back to me yet. And I was like, yeah, I know I haven't. I... I really don't want to do it, but if you pay me enough, I will. And so he said, name your price. Catherine said, name your price. They'll pay it. And I was like, all righty. Over 9000 So So we settled on a price. $20,000. We settled on a price, and um, I, I, I wanted to make sure that it was worth my time, but I also didn't want to, like, just, you know, go take way it, over the Take top. advantage. Yeah. Of your skill set, um, but but it was like I was the the only guy that they could find, and so yeah, you've got the saying, you've got the magic soundboard hands. You know, you know how PWI sometimes uh, quotes a job, and we're like, man, we really don't want to do this. Let's just throw a number out there, and let's make it really high let's so that they'll really reject high it. So that they, I suppose, you're sure saying, no, it. we're not going to quote it. And, <laughs> and Guess what happened? I got put on for sound. Oh, Jeff. So, okay. Well, I hope it was worth your time. So, so now, so now it is, it is worth my while. And I am serious about doing well with this. If, if I'm, if I'm getting paid to do something, I want to do as the best job that I can. Oh, for sure. Um, so a couple weeks before the wedding, this guy um, calls me. I'm, I'm going to leave his name out of it um, because some <laughs> people that listen might know him. Yeah. Let's, uh, I don't know him. I don't know what his name was. So let's just call him Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, right. Alfred's wedding. Alfred is the groom. So and his the 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 bride is Beatrice. 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 A, a and B. Alfred and Beatrice. All right, there we go. Oh boy. So so Alfred calls me and he's like, "Hey, um uh do you want to I want to meet with you sometime and get, you know, a list of songs and stuff." I was like, "Hang on. We we can do this without um I'm thinking to myself, we can do this without having a lot of back and forth and meetings." I said, "Hey, why don't you just write down your songs and text me a list?" And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that. So 
text me a list of his songs right off the bat. Um, so, so, and then I was like, well, I'll make a playlist for you and then you can prove it. Um, so right off the bat, he's like his song, their song selection is very interesting. And so like, I get an inkling, like this is going to be an interesting wedding and interesting. How Jeff? Well, okay. Because interesting could be, uh, it's all flute music or it could be interesting. Like it's all, um, so Russian the first, music. No, the first, the first in his playlist is the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, that'd so, be weird. So, so this is what he said. He said we like old country and gospel. Okay. And he gives me his list, and it is it's pop, which are common pop wedding songs. So that was not too out of the ordinary. Uh, his definition of old country is uh, mid eighties, mid nineties country. So I'm like, okay, this is not old country, but it's country. It's basically contemporary country. Contemporary <laughs> country. Uh, old country is like Johnny Cash in my book. Okay. Um, <clears throat> anyways. Hank Williams. Yeah. And, and, and so, so he gives me a list. And then mixed in <clears throat> with all this pop and old country is Amos and Margaret Raber, which is uh, <laughs> a cappella gospel um, they're they're no, good it's, it's singers. Not, it's not a cappella, is it? Yeah. It, well, well no, this no, specific this song? song no, it's he... not. It actually wasn't. But but I have heard them sing a cappella before. It's it's southern gospel songs, but they're like very. Um, it's just not a, a kind of music that mixes with country. Yeah. At all. Um. And so I was like, oh, which which okay. song was it? Oh, there were like three or four of their songs. Oh wow. Okay. Um. So, anyways, uh, and then. I, I didn't really think about it. I was just putting this all in a playlist. I sent it to him. We approved it, made a couple changes. And then um, show up Friday night. And, and he, had, he had a couple songs listed on his, um, on his um, the sheet. He just sent me a picture of a paper, which was fine, um, as uh, specific songs. So the one was the processional. The one was the pouring of the sand. One was labeled cake cutting. And that, that, that was the three that he had called out specifically. And I was like, didn't really think much of it. Get there Friday night, and and we're we're gearing up, and and the first thing I walk in there Friday night uh, for rehearsal, and I walk in about right right on time, maybe five minutes before. Catherine comes up to me and she's like, "You ready?" I'm like, "Yep." This is going to be an interesting wedding, is what she said. Oh boy, so two and for two. No, I'll see now. Coming from Catherine, she's been involved in probably twenty five at least. Weddings. Oh, probably, no, 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 no. Probably, more than that. Probably, I would say probably a hundred. A hundred weddings. Okay, well, yeah. just uh, coming from her experience, for her to say, this is going to be an interesting wedding is a big statement. It is. It is a very big statement. That should raise, at the very least, your eyebrows. Yeah, because... If not, your tinkling, your t- tingling <laughs> senses. <laughs> like, oh boy, what imminent danger is upon me. Oh, yeah. If it's the sound guy, it's the thing you don't want to hear. Well, that's I, not I, good feedback. No, the way she said it, I was like, okay, she she said it in the context of the the people that are going to be there, the how the wedding was being run, all that oh. kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Like not in the context of it's going to be difficult or anything like that. Well, so anyways, we get started and I am running through the songs and so they have a processional song. We're, we're rehearsing. Uh, the bride 
starts. Okay, so this is the first thing that's different about this wedding is the couple is freshly ex-Amish and Mennonite. So they're they're going to a uh, Mennonite church of some kind. I've, I'm not sure which church it is exactly. It's local. Um, I met the pastor, super nice guy. He's giving the message and performing the vows. Do they do they get Buffalo Wild Wings to cater? No, they didn't. <laughs> Culinary Mill always caters there. That phenomenal oh, okay. food. Right. Um, <clears throat> they're not they're not wild Amish. They're ex Amish. Actually, ex Amish. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> there's no. a lot of there's a lot of assumptions that there's a lot of things that you just implied. Yeah, if you're if you're wild Amish, you're not actually ex Amish. No, because wild Amish often, I would say, what you at least half of them go back to the Amish. They're boomerang Amish. Yeah, boomerang Amish. They're boomerang Amish. They're they're gonna come back. I'm pretty sure that's why they they're call just them in the middle no, of their out. They're, we should just screen. start calling yeah. them boomerangs. Yeah, I never heard that term before. Did you just make that up? I did. That's great, Layton. Good job, Layton. Maybe that could be our t-shirt. Boomerang Amish. Oh, man. Uh, a stew of simmies. <laughs> anyway. a, stew, a stew of boomerangs. <laughs> uh, and, okay, okay, so so they're, they're fresh. They're fresh ex-Amish, and, and their family's there. There's, there's like 20 people there. It's a very small rehearsal. Um, and they had the bridal party. Then Now, the first interesting thing that happened at the wedding was that the bridesmaids and the groomsmen walked in as pairs okay. up the aisle. Okay. Never been to a wedding where that's done before. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's not entirely uncommon. I've just never seen it in my life. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. Now the bride's turn to walk up and I play the processional. And it's um uh a thousand wait, wait, years. Wait, wait, go back. Jeff, what did you what did you say about the pairs was interesting? The 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 brides the 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 bridesmaids the bridal the party walked up the aisle as couples like up, up instead to the of the, the guys church. being up front and the women walking up one that's by how, one. That's how we did it in Malachi's. Yeah, but that's weird. Oh, no, you, Theodore, you you walked in as couples. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I guess it just didn't <laughs> stick out to me then. Do you know why? No, I agree with you, Jeff. That is, that is why it didn't stick out to me. It's not weird, but I thought it was funny because you had just done that before. <laughs> this is why it didn't stick out to me. The processional doesn't start until after the bridal party is up, including. Oh, okay. Oh, Adult, okay. okay. That's yeah, what that was different. Bride, but the bride is not up there yet. <laughs> right. The bride is not up there yet. The bridal party is up, and I hit play on the song, um, and and she's walking up, um. And it's a thousand years, I think, is the. It. Anyways, and she's walking up, and she gets to the front, and I cut the music, and I was just like, "This is way too short." There was about thirty seconds of the song that was played, and never you never even you couldn't barely tell what song it was because mm. it never got to the chorus. And I was like, um, "This is not going to work." Well, a thousand so, years this is thirty seconds. Thirty seconds this is a thousand years. So we we ended up adjusting our plans, <laughs> and it was at this point that I realized that this couple has no uh, preferences about this kind of stuff. This couple has never actually been a part of oh. <laughs> a part of um, at a least a, a, an English wedding, a non Amish wedding. Oh, okay. An ex-Amish wedding. Yeah, an English wedding. 
Not a boomerang wedding, an ex-Amish wedding. It's not a Hulk wedding, but it's an English wedding. Correct. So, so I'm like, oh, this is why Catherine said it's going to be an interesting wedding. Because they actually don't know what they're doing at they, all. And they don't care. I think they cared. They just didn't know well, what they weren't caring about. Yeah. So anyways. They didn't know what to care about. The, the bride's about ready to walk up and Catherine is like, looks at the father and she's, and she's like, uh, are you going to walk her up? And he's like, oh, am I supposed to? Oh. And he's Amish. And Wait, is this at the rehearsal? This is at the rehearsal. It'd be. Oh. <laughs> and she finally convinced him that he needs to come up, and he's like, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of people here, and, and I don't know what they're going to think. Like, she, he kind of voiced that to he her. He kind of said, like, like, you don't know like, the district I'm daughter. from. You're, just, you're going to walk her up. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Catherine. Good job, Catherine. Um, Way to go, Kathy. So, and, and, and anyways, so uh, we... we the, the, the ceremony rehearsal is done. We're ready to walk out, and I hit play on the song. And they walk out. Everything's fine. Uh, we go through the rehearsal second time. After the end of the second time, I was like, wait. There was no song labeled processional. What did I just play? <laughs> or recessional, sorry. What, what did I just play for the recessional? And I looked at my list. It's the cake cutting song. He played the cake cutting <laughs> song. They, they, they was, didn't know. There was no recessional. Oh. There was no recessional song planned. And so I talked to Catherine a little bit and she's like, you know, <clears throat> we need something. And and sounded great. So and <laughs> and then we, we looked at the playlist. We found another song to play when the couples were walking in. And Catherine just kind of made walking. the call. Well so oh. when, when the couples were walking up before, before. the before the real processional okay, started. Okay. And Catherine was like, yep, well, that one looks good. We'll just, we'll play that one. And so we were fine with it. And then I called or I messaged the guy afterwards. I'm like, uh, hey, Albert, um, just, just so you know, Al like Alfred, Alfred, Alfred. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, uh, the, the songs that we played weren't what you had listed, but it sounded great. And Catherine liked what we did. And he's like, then he calls me. He's like, oh yeah, sure. Just do whatever, you know. And so he very much didn't care. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is great all smooth over. I just want to make sure that, that we weren't like doing what he yeah. didn't want. Yes. You know? And so anyways, so the wedding day comes, uh, is a big wedding. There are 350 people here, which I've been to bigger weddings, but not many. Uh, our wedding was about 320 maybe. Um, and, and, and there, yeah, anyways, this is, is a decent sized wedding. They are all Amish people. Like I, I, I think there were they were either all Amish or or very clearly ex Amish. Like they still kind of dressed, acted, or looked smelled a little bit like Buffalo Wild Wings. Maybe. Wait, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. There were about were there boomerang Amish there. There were a lot of boomerang Amish there. Okay, so there were boomerang Amish, there were Amish, and then there were ex Amish. Yes. Wow. And there were there was uh, I think about it was a stumbling block six people. Uh, in the entire crowd of 350 people that you could not tell had Amish roots. And, 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 and that's, that was just like mind blowing to me. Like I've never been to a wedding with this many Amish people. Yeah. And that wasn't all, a Hochzeich. It was a, yeah. Anyways, uh, the ceremony gets started. We, we go on and the ceremony from the time they walked up the aisle to the time that they had finished saying their vows was less than 15 minutes. Whoa. 
It's calling me. I can't answer that right now. It's Geico. They want to um, see if in 15 minutes you could save 15%. So you couldn't have even checked if you could more. have saved 15% or more. During that wedding. During the wedding. Can't even get a quote from Geico. So, till the ceremony was all done was about maybe 25 minutes. So, But it was, it was, it was speedy. They didn't have a devotional. They didn't have congregational singing. Uh, yeah, anyways. Yeah, congregational singing, that can add a lot of time to a wedding. It can. Well, let, let, let me tell you. But especially <laughs> if it's mostly Amish. If it's Amish songs, oh, oh one song could be 15 minutes. Oh, my. Um, that, that's like a thousand uh, years. One Amish song. Hang on. I have, to, I have to text him that I can't talk now. Is it Alfred? Is it warning? Uh, it's my brother-in-law. Oh. He wants to go out for supper. <sighs> anyways, okay, back to the story. Hey, so. How soon are you done, Jeff? I need to go to a coffee break. Oh, man, Theodore. Uh, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up in here in about, in about five minutes. Okay. Uh, we're getting it to gets the even better. Yes. Okay, Believe good. it or not. All right, so so uh, after the wedding is done, uh, pulled off without a hitch, no sound glitches, which was great, uh, and, and uh, not the Domish people would have noticed anyways. <laughs> but uh, so between the, the reception is right next in the adjacent room. Everybody's filing out, and I have to, my responsibility in this time is to move all the sound equipment over. And it's about, it takes about 15 minutes, maybe, to move everything over. I got two speakers, I got all the... Is this your sound equipment? No, or? It's, it, it belongs to Coppice. Okay. Um, and I've done this before, so I know exactly what I'm doing, and I'm, I'm, I'm like whipping through it, and I, all of a sudden I look, and the room is half empty, and I'm not halfway done. Well, or it's half full. No, the room is half empty in this case. Okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. There are more people here than we're at the last wedding, and I'm somehow am having less time to move all the equipment over. Uh, because uh, Amish people, when they're going through a receiving line, they don't really say much. They just wow. they just haul right through there. That whole room was cleared out, 350 people in like 20 minutes with the receiving line, yeah. which is very, very abnormal. It's usually like, what, 40 minutes an hour for that many people? Probably 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, probably 40 minutes. Uh, so so I get, anyways, thankfully the pastor was like, hey, do you need some help? And I was like, oh, I think I got, you know what? No, I could actually use some help. And so he helped me move everything over, got everything set up. Just in time, the last people were just filing in, uh, finding their seats. Catherine was helping seat them. And I'm, I grabbed my mic. Um, I have all set up, tested everything. I'm like, okay, we're all ready to go. Rehearsal, or sorry, the reception is just playing music um, and, and a guy emceeing. There's no there's no open mic. Um, they're not even announcing the couples. So there's very little talking, but I needed to give the guy the mic. Mm-hmm. I was like, who is the guy? Uh, I walk over and, and I find Catherine. I'm like, hey, Catherine, uh, who do I give this to? And, and she's like, no, you don't give it to anybody. Uh, you're the guy. And I, I was like, okay, whatever, you're joking. And she's like, no, I'm serious. You're the guy. <laughs> and it was at that moment that I realized. That's what they were paying you for. <sighs> yeah. You're the MC. I am the MC of this wedding. And so mm. here I am. I subscribe to a philosophy. Yeah. Hold, hold on, Jeff. Yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the gray one. <laughs> no, the other gray one. There we go. There Anyways. we go. That's the one I wanted. Oh. The applause. So who's at this moment? that I realized this and yeah. What? <clears throat> How so, did okay, you no, 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 that detail? I, I, I subscribe to the theory that, um, and, and I, I might be totally wrong on this, but uh, uh, somebody that does a job at a wedding, a worker at a wedding, 
uh, the has part or not, not does not have part in the wedding at all. Has not doesn't necessarily have a tie to the couple, but is there to perform a, jo- a job like a photographer, videographer, sound person, mm-hmm. that kind of person, coordinator even maybe. Um, can dress in in a, a a professionally undressed underdressed fashion. Okay, so it, it's kind of like a making a statement like, okay, I'm here, I look good. I'm but, here for business. But I'm not a part of this group. I'm yes. looking different from this group because I'm not a part of it. Yeah. And so that was me. I'm wearing jeans and some nice dress shoes and a nice button-down flannel shirt. Okay? That sounds professional. It, it was it was nicely dressed, but this whole room is full of Amish people <clears throat> who are wearing suit coats, vests, and suspenders. And I am not a part of this. And all of a sudden, now I'm the MC, And I am supposed to make announcements in this professionally underdressed fashion to a group of Amish people. And I was you like... You should have asked someone to borrow a, yeah. a pair of suspenders. I should have borrowed a pair of suspenders. <laughs> so you would have at least blended in a little so bit. So anyways, I almost felt like I was not nervous at all about making announcements. It was only making announcements. Hey, so-and-so is going to come up for prayer. Who gave you the announcements to make? Catherine. Okay. And she just made them up. Okay. Basically. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, okay, so so-and-so is going to come up for prayer. We're going to sing two songs. They're on your table. Uh, and then I got up later and said, hey, they're cutting the cake. And I said, hey, there's seconds. And I said, hey, you can go get dessert now. Hey, they're leaving. You was know, there an open mic? There was no open mic. Ah. Uh, Did you crack any jokes? I didn't. Okay. I was I was too. He would have lost his sound guy license for that. <laughs> so, anyways, ended up being okay, but but I ended up emceeing uh, a mostly Amish wedding. Um, yeah, they sang uh, two songs at, that were at their tables, and thankfully, I did not have to lead those songs. The fathers of the couple led the songs, but if you've ever been to an Amish wedding. You know how those songs go. They're just, it literally, they sang um, How Great Thou Art, and it took them five and a half minutes to sing four verses. Uh, so it was, yeah, anyways, so. Wow. <sighs> so, Jeff, are you are you still on uh, the roster to continue doing Coppice Weddings? I'm sure I am. Are you, like, the, like are they going to get you to be a part of the venue package no like like Catherine is the event coordinator typically you are going to use Catherine. jeff is the sound guy no you and, are going to use mc yeah and you're MC. oh for sure the mc so um i you never say never so i'm not going to say i will never do a, uh this again for a random person but uh we have a baby on the way doing about a month and just with with that and a bunch of other responsibilities that are on my plate, I'm just like, I don't need more in my life. So if I get asked to do this again within the next six months, I'll probably say no, even if they offer to pay me well. Um, so anyways, that's that's my story of the weekend. That was, wow. that was a good story, Jeff. It had um, a lot of ups and downs. It did. That's, that's what I was thinking too. And it, it, it was a on, journey. I had the feeling that something bigger was going to continue oh. happening, and it did. I do. I do MC. have to tell one the, one more story. It was sh- very short about the end of the wedding. So, <laughs> the couple is is going leaving. Okay, and they they have this awesome idea of let's walk out to our car. They had a really cool old car. Uh, with it is dark outside. Let's have Chinese lanterns, sky lanterns going. 
Scantons. And how romantic would this be? Yes. And it was very romantic, uh, but also very nearly disastrous in that it was relatively windy and it was kind of cold outside. So the Sky Lanterns they didn't want to go up. They just kind of blew to the side. And they kind of blew to the side. And, and people would like try to like loft them, which is what you don't do with Sky Lanterns because they come back down. And they were coming back down towards children. <laughs> towards, <laughs> towards small children. I was watching this all and I was like, this is, something is going to start on fire. <laughs> A few of them uh, in the wind kind of tipped over enough so that the flames, which were pretty decent, licked the sides of the lantern and started the lanterns on fire. <laughs> and so they threw them on the ground and stomped them out. Um, did they get a couple of them aloft? Oh, they, most of them went up, um, but a few of them came like really close to the building. Uh, I, Justin was sweating. Some of them like kind of half hovered over the the parking lot, and then they tipped a little bit in the wind mm. and lost some of their hot air, so they started coming back down before they went back up again. Oh. They were very close to landing on top of cars, which would do a terrible number on a paint job. Oh boy! Uh, so, so it would just be on top, though. Um, don't do sky lanterns at your wedding. I actually found out they're illegal in, in quite a few states because of the pollution that they do and, and the potential to start fires. And it was pretty sketch. All right. Anyways. Well, thank you, Jeff, for that story. There was actually one other piece of feedback that cousin-in-law Levi shared with us. He said he doesn't like episodes that are shorter than 30 minutes. Mm. He's like, welcome, Levi. Just not quite, You're welcome, Levi. Not quite worth it. And so we're almost at an hour with, today, with wow. today's episode. Whoa! <laughs> so... Double duty. Very quick, let's rate this coffee. Did uh, you fill up my cup? I didn't. I gave you a... I did, Ruben, I never gave you your cup. I wasn't sure if you did. Or I'm sorry. I give it a solid... I poured it. I never gave it. Oh, well, what, where is this from? Uh, this coffee is from my mom. Um, she very clearly stated that she does not like coffee, and she does not want us to think that she likes coffee. But she did give us this coffee because it is Harry and David brand, and she is a big fan of Harry and David chocolates. Um, so uh, this is the French roast from Harry and David. <clears throat> and I think it's pretty good. I'm giving it a two. Really? Oh. I don't like the aftertaste. I'll, I was going to give it a four. Well, I'll give it a four. There's a four. It, for French roast, it's not quite as strong as what I would expect from uh -huh. a French roast. I don't love it for some reason. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. It's not bitter. But I don't, I don't love it. I almost gave it a three, but then I'm like, would I... A three is a coffee that I would drink regularly. And I did drink the whole cup here, but I wouldn't probably again. I did also make it a little bit too strong. But All right. But thank you for that coffee, Jeff's mom. Yeah. And we do have another one from her that's coming up hopefully next week. Okay. Um, so. All right, Leighton, what's the point? The point is, Ruben... A story is about the journey. Point number two, save the cat. Point number three, be careful when you agree to be a sound guy at a wedding because you might also be the MC. Point number four, boomerangs hang out at B-dubs. And what's our word of the week? Word of the week is boomerang. Boomerang.